It's your apartment speaking, and I need some favors. When you're singing in the shower, just try going up a key. You're trying to be an alto when really you're a soprano. Oh, and if you could bundle your renters and car insurance with GEICO, it's easy to do online and we could save money. And then, when you read your murder mysteries at night, could you read out loud? But skip the murder parts because I get scared. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Now more than ever, we need to keep families safe, supplied, and connected in their homes. Each year, the Home Energy Assistance Program by Impact Community Action helps over 20,000 Franklin County families prevent energy service disruptions, restore disconnected services, and secure seasonal energy supplies. HEAP can help your family keep the lights on, the heat warm, and your home energy supplied. Visit impactca.org or call 866-747-1038 to make an appointment. Welcome to the Talking Single podcast, a podcast featuring four strong, single and successful women raised in Lagos, now living in London. Each week, we share our stories and experiences about being women, navigating life, love and everything in between. We address stereotypes, misconceptions and even bust some myths about singlehood. Oh, and we do all of that with a good dose of humour and a whole lot of style. I'm Rashida, single and ready to mingle, and I'll be this week's host. Joining me are the other talking single ladies, Crystal, the recovering love addict, now happily single, Keisha, the consciously uncoupled unromantic, wondering what the fuss is all about, Reby, the cautious romantic, balancing life on her own terms. Our podcast is called Talking Single simply because it's what we do and who we are. Enjoy! From the dawn of time, women have been constantly judged. We've endured centuries of being regarded as the less intellectually capable gender, deemed the weaker one because it was believed we had smaller brains. The knowledge has thankfully moved beyond this, but there are other myths and misconceptions still very much around today. It's 2020 and it's mind boggling the number of these myths. Lots of them have been peddled and reinforced daily about women about single women, married women, career women, stay-at-home moms, boss ladies, superwomen, etc. Each day for us is a constant battle against these never-ending prejudices. I'm Rashida, I'm your host for today, and I will be chatting with my girls about these myths and misconceptions. Hello ladies, how are you? Hey. Hello everyone. Hey guys. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? Yeah, good, 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 good. good. Mm-hmm. Lockdown 201, uh, day, how many days is it now? Day three? Day mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Are you guys still holding on to your sanity? So far, so good. <laughs> I know I'm holding on to a lot of wine, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on to a lot of food. I'm just eating my feelings right now. Gosh. <laughs> Ribby, what you need to do is when you take your bottles of wine out for recycling, don't take them all at once. <laughs> so just take like, one bottle each day. My neighbors already know that I drink a lot, so okay. it's too late. <laughs> okay, so that's fine. <laughs> Tony, out of the bag. They, they know. Tony. Keisha, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm bored, but I'm good. Oh, okay. So what are we going to do about the boredom? Oh, that good? Okay. 
you can do your walk you can do use your one hour to go for very long walks no 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 there's unlimited exercise this time around so i do walks, but it's very cold the weather doesn't agree with me you're probably going to walk from like streatham to newcastle and back (laughs) i will try (laughs) i've actually done that walk before you know from um east to west of the country i think it was from i can't remember where we started and we ended up in newcastle it was a very it took us like almost three days. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you were walking. Where did you shower? No, we st- uh, we booked hotels along the way, so we booked two hotels along the way. That's nice. That's yeah. actually nice. It was a lovely summer weekend. Actually, it was really good. We enjoyed it. And then oh, we ended walking. it. We ended it by yeah. We ended it by watching a movie on the last day. And because I was with a friend, if, obviously, if you get tired, you can just take a cab to the hotel. It's not that big of a deal, which I think we did once. But otherwise, we just walked right across. Three days walking. Okay. Anyway, that's very good. <laughs> we digress. I can. I'm not sure I can undertake such a walk, but okay. Anyway, let's dive right in. So I have written a list of different um, misconceptions. I'm sure you guys have heard some sort of variation of them. So I'm just going to read them out. Don't roll your eyes. Don't hiss or any of those things. So first is, why are you not married? Is it because you're picky? Hmm. You're so picky. Rolling my eyes to the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll read two scenarios. The first one is, I want to buy a Range Rover. And the response will be, uh, Rashida, don't do that. You're going to intimidate any man that wants to talk to you. The man needs to step up. <laughs> Second one is, Oh, I got a pay rise and promotion and we can finally buy our detached home in Surrey. And the response would be, uh, Keisha, you can't do that. You emasculate your husband. You know he earns half of what you do. You can't be the head of the home. It's a man's job. Oh, Lord. So that's the non-existent husband that my friend is supporting <laughs> over me. No man is not even there. Oh, me, it's I'm not here. you. It's not your Keisha. This is like Keisha, <laughs> Keisha that lives in Dagenham. Okay, Keisha. okay. It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> Keisha. Yeah. Keisha Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, sex on the first date means you're a hoe. The man will never respect you. Hmm. Well, yeah, we just had sex. So you don't have to respect me. Just keep it moving, mate. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. I did not, I did not, I did oh, not yeah, have sex with you, you for respect. I have sex with you for sex. It was you, exactly. you and Ruby last episode that you guys were like, you do the smash and go. Was it smash yeah, and go? Yeah, smash and go. go. So, we don't need your respect. We just want to smash and open the door. Moving. Yeah. Or you've had sex with more than X number of men. You're a hoe. Your body count is too high. Who's counting? I don't know. Some people do count. Or the last one is your. You come and do survey then, if they need to count, and then publish the um, results in the ONS. That's the Office of National Statistics. I think you should be more concerned about. Is this satisfying me? Because I have a broad frame of reference. So and exactly, and you're just doing as in your. You have needs. You're satisfying those needs, and you shouldn't be shamed for satisfying the needs. Exactly. Yeah. Or oh, you're over single and 30, your life is over. You're over 30 and single. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's, yeah. She's, she's. I mean, I'm living my best life, so I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know, <laughs> like I said, when I look back on my 20s and I'm like, hey, yeah, poor girl. 
Uh, and don't so many other things, <laughs> you know. Ah, uh. but I guess I mean there's so many different misconceptions. So I think we should just dive right into the ones that I feel affect like single successful women. And who better to have this sort of discussions? We're all single successful, amazing women. Uh-huh. Yes, baby. Uh-huh. Yes, baby. <laughs> So I was, I mean, I've been looking around. I did a bit of research. Google was my best friend while prepping for this episode. And there's so many things as like single women that I feel I didn't realize was universal. So just as I did earlier on, I'm just going to read some of the um, common things. And it was mind bending. So people somehow think that single successful women have only one agenda. We all we want to do is find a man, get married and sail into the sunset. And we're miserable and unhappy. And I feel like what that ends up being is every person you know is trying to set you up with a male object, whether it's a man or dog or donkey or a car or anything, as long as it's a man and it's single. And they're like, Rashida is my friend. She's single. She's a girl. And they just set you up with that, which sometimes gets tiring. Or you get the stuff like, oh, you're too focused on your career, you're too independent, you're too opinionated, men will be afraid of you. And also that comes with, oh, if you're doing well in your career, then you'd be like, oh, well, you can't flaunt your lifestyle. You can buy the things you want to buy. Just like the earlier um, comment of the BMW or buying a nice Range Rover and like, oh, you're going to emasculate your partner or men would be too afraid to talk to you. Um. What I don't understand is, I guess, the first thing I'll throw out to you um, guys is I don't understand why people cannot believe that women who are single and not dating or don't have partners cannot be happy and fulfilled. Um, I guess, I guess it's like, it's almost, how do I explain this? You're so different and you're supposed to get married like why wouldn't you get married and you're single and it's just like it's it almost seems like people think it's not right you shouldn't be happy you're not married you don't have kids how can you feel fulfilled how can you be happy and um yeah i just there was a there was a an article in the guardian um a few years back where this guy was stating that single people with no kids are actually happier than married people you don't have to and three fees and oh my god loads of people wrote into him and were like how dare you say that um, married married people are not happy how dare you say single people are happy and he's like i'm not saying that married people are not happy but i have records to prove that single people are actually happier and people just could not get that yeah so yeah. Yes, yeah, I guess it just feels strange at the yeah. moment. So I have a story it's... about that actually. So last year I go on this amazing trip and it was a trip to Miami and a Caribbean cruise. So of course I was taking pictures and sending it to my family group chat and one of the pictures I sent it and I then got a response saying, Oh, you why are you going on holiday? You're going on holiday with all your single friends, you think spinsterhood is the way forward. Why don't you sit down at home and think about your life? It's time for you to get married and have kids. 
Wow. And that hurt my feelings so much because it came from somebody I love so much and it hurt me so badly. And when I got back from the trip, I had to have a conversation saying, well, number one, my dating life is off limits for everyone. And number two is I'm having a good time. Just be okay and be happy that I'm having a good time. I'm not sitting at home. I'm not miserable. I'm not depressed. I'm not any of all of those things. So, yeah. So yeah. I can so relate, you know, I think that there is this perception, it's, it's what we started off by saying, this perception about what is the role of a woman, what is the role of a woman considering where we come from, it is you grow up, you get a good job, but it's all in preparation for getting married and having kids, that just seems to be all we are supposed to do, and so when you don't, when you're not doing that, when people don't see you doing that, they're like, ah, something's got to be wrong. And actually, it's got to be something wrong with the choices that you make or how you live your life. And that is the frustrating thing about it, because there's no reason why you cannot be single for no reason at all, just because it is what it is. That's your choice. And you are you want to do things your way. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's just so difficult for people to understand. I can't tell yeah. you how many times like I typically start the conversation with my with my mom, who I love to bits, but she's like, you Typical Niger mom says, you know, my group prayed for you again today. I'm like, Amen. Thank you very much. I had my name to the prayer room. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to pray for other things. Like, I'm like, I hope you're praying for my success at work, that I'm I healthy know. and happy, that, you know, that I'm safe that's and secure. Good. I hope that's what you're praying for. Mm. You know, if it's about, you know, obviously she's my mom. I don't want to say if you're praying for me to find a partner, well, by all means, but don't tell me this. I don't really want to know because I'm mm. fine. I'm actually happy. Um, it's just a it's just a weird one that I honestly don't understand, but you you see it a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're an anomaly, like single people, especially at a certain age. It's like, ooh, we've never experienced this many pe- single people in their thirties and forties before. So it's like, ah, this is so weird. Yeah. Especially when you're not divorced and you don't have kids. Have kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is like a unicorn. <laughs> uh, you, we are, we are unicorns. Yeah. And the first question sometimes is, oh, what's wrong with her? Yeah. Mm. Well, how yeah, do you answer I mean, that question, or or why are you single? What? How do you answer that question, as in, without actually wanting to flick the person in the face? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the approach I have for answering that question is really throwing it back to them and saying, is there anyone around you that you think I could date or marry? And if that's the case, you've not introduced me to them. So it makes them go back and sit down and actually think of the people around or whether they'd like me to be involved with that person. Because sometimes people don't understand why being single is sometimes preferable um, than settling for something that won't necessarily mm-hmm. make you happy. Because if you're happy being single, why compromise that being with somebody who doesn't make you happy? And I think sometimes people don't understand that sometimes it's, um, it might not necessarily be a conscious choice, but a preferred choice. Yeah. But your approach of um, sending it back to the person, like, is there anybody else that you think I can or should date in your circle? Doesn't that feel that need for married or for your family or whoever to always think oh god i'm going to i'm going i know this amazing guy i'm going to introduce keisha to the person without them even thinking that oh well keisha is quiet but this guy is so loud and arrogant and all of those things they just keep throwing all these people your way and that gets exhausting 
Well, to be fair, I've not had the experience where they throw random people my way. I've had the opposite. There's just not that many people around to throw at me. Can and we swap friends do... and families then? Pardon? Can we swap friends and families? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, they honestly don't throw that many people my way. And honestly, what I do tell them that I, I prefer you don't divulge so much information to the person you're throwing away because sometimes I like the um interaction of getting to know somebody new i mean we're all people at the end of the day just because you're introducing me to someone doesn't necessarily mean that that's the person i'll end up with so i consider it like sort of a journey you know have a couple of discussions and can be fun i'm the opposite i have a list of questions when someone comes to me and says, oh rashida i know somebody my first response is do you know the person very well yes or no if they know, if they they're not very friendly with the person i'm like go and make friends with the person talk to the person for two weeks and after two weeks come back and let me know what you think because sometimes after they talk to the person for two weeks they're like this is no good fit for rashida and that saves me a wealth of headache i find that really interesting i i i, I don't know i, I maybe because i just like talking to random people so yeah. bring the person, let's have a chat. No, thank you. Well, if I here's what happened. Song, yeah, get rid of you. <laughs> here's what happened to me recently. This was probably about, I don't know, three weeks ago. Um, and this was... In, Why are we actually, just hearing about it now on the episode? What? <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. It's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. So this okay. was, um, I was talking to um, one of the teams, at, one of the, my team lead at church. And she then said, we finished talking about church stuff. And then she says, oh, by the way, you know, um, there's this guy that I think really likes you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to introduce you guys if that's okay. And I said, well, if this guy really likes me, then he can tell me himself. Maybe he um, was shy, though. Then I don't want to know who you. If you cannot connect directly and you need to go through a middle person, then I really don't want to know. Or maybe he was keeping it holy and Christian-like. yeah. I was about to, de- to say, sorry, isn't that like a church thing? Like guys don't like to approach. It's really- Well, I'm sorry. That's not me. Because my view was I really didn't know whether, this is the thing. You, I, some, you just don't know whether truly, truly it is the guy that is initiating or it is somebody trying to do a, a, a matchup. Yeah. So yeah. my view was, you know what? If somebody really likes me, that's brilliant. I actually don't know who this person is. I don't know his personality. I don't know anything about him. If I don't know anything about him, how can he know something about me enough to say that he likes me? So just for your tall chocolate frame and was like, ooh, I must have some of that. I am more than this, you know, beautiful amazing shell, you know, I'm more yeah. than you know the external. So he, he yep. so for me it was more like if he if he if somebody really does like me then let him approach me. I'm not 20 for crying out loud and neither is he. So if you want to approach somebody, you can get a number, you can reach out on a bite. And that was how that disappeared. Completely just ended. I said to her, wow. if he's interested, he's, he's more than welcome to reach out to me reach out, yeah. and say hello. And, and honestly, it just ended. And that just told me that that was like a forced match. Yeah, For all I know, they've gone to the guy and said exactly the same thing yeah (laughs) and i guess that comes your response obviously comes with age and as we've grown older we're more mature and more Mm -hmm. confident in ourselves and our and our decisions and choices and life so you know what you want and you will not settle for less and i guess that leads me to the next part and as successful women where you have your own home you're can go on holiday when you want to and there's this idea of you not being able to flaunt your 
um, life or live your life or live your best life the way you want to with the eye because people are worried that, oh, well, if the guy doesn't have a house, then he might not be able to talk to you. Or if you drive a Range Rover and he only drives a Kia Picanto, you just be like, I can't step up to her and all of those things. And there's this idea that women, sometimes you have to fold yourself into a smaller shape, smaller shape, smaller size to kind of find and keep your man. And I'm just wondering, is this a cultural thing? Is it an African thing? Is it a black thing? Is it just a woman thing? As in, I don't know. Keisha? Um, I, I used to think it was a cultural thing, but I guess I've lived in the UK long enough to realize it actually isn't. Um, I think it might even be a baser instinct for people to um, get married and, um, you know, breed or have kids or whatever. I think, I think what, what's happened is that the world has changed slightly and you don't need to marry so early anymore. So I think the circumstance goes across cultures. I think it's just it's just a, a human need. But what is sort of, I think is sort of slightly different in the modern world is it's no longer a necessity. You don't actually need a partner or children to navigate life or, you know, yeah, I think. Well, I guess the point, the question, what I was trying to understand is, well, there's this idea where a man can, if he wants to buy a 2020 Range Rover, he can do it and he just somewhat becomes more attractive to women. But for women, in some certain circles, if you buy or if you're thinking of buying the 2020 Range Rover, there's certain people, instead of saying, well done, I'm so happy that you're successful enough to buy it, the first response is, oh, you're going to chase eligible men away. How do we challenge this sort of, in my opinion, backward thinking, this old time sort of uh, myth? What do you cultural think women? Though. I think it's, think it's cultural. I think it. I think I'll tell you why I think it's cultural. Okay. So you know, obviously, I've dated um, black guys. I've dated guys that are not black, and what I noticed is with the with a black guy, when I drive a nice car, right? I drive a very nice car, and I and I noticed when the where the guy does not have a car. You know, there are some comments about, hmm, especially when we, we meet initially, when we meet initially, we're meeting somewhere and I'm driving and he's taking a bus or the train or whatever. Oyster card. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't even have a car, so let me not even shame the oyster card. There's nothing wrong with that. For me, it doesn't really matter, right? It shouldn't really yeah. matter. But, you know, you can hear a comment about, hmm, so this is how you are rolling. Interesting. Uh, then let me bring my A game or let me also step up and stuff. And then you start to hear these kind of comments. Or later on, you hear, just because you do this or just because you have that doesn't mean that you can tell me this or you can do that. You start to how hear those kind of comments. Where how do you respond to that then? Well, that, what it tells me is that that's not where I want to be. It's not even about responding yeah. because that's their mindset. So why would I want to stay in that kind of situation? I, I don't want to be in that situation. And I think for me, the point is when you meet someone who is, and again, I don't want to generalize, but my experience has been with guys that are, are white, they couldn't care less whether you drive a BMW or a whatever. They, they, don't, they don't associate what you have with who you are. That has been my experience. It doesn't mean that they're perfect but they don't associate, you know, what you have with who you are and it doesn't and therefore affect them. So they, they separate it. But I think in a lot of con instances, the black guys I have seen, and again, I don't want to make this a race thing, but the black guys I see seem to 
feel like what they own and what they have is part of what makes them a man. Mm. And that's why th there is this feeling of being emasculated when a woman has more of those things. But as I said, I don't want to make this a race thing. That has just been my experience. Yeah. And that's why oftentimes women are told, certainly I have been told, you know, I have my own house, I have my own car. You know, you don't need to say all of these things when you meet the person. I'm like, really? You know, I have to kind of reduce my, what I, or you don't have to tell them you about what you do for work. You don't have to tell them the title. Just say you work in marketing. Don't give them the job title. It will scare them. You know, those kind of things you hear and you're like, okay, then that's just not where I want to be exactly yeah yeah and you're you might you are right actually it been a cultural thing all the times i have been kind of told to fold myself into a smaller space has always been sadly by my nigerian aunties saying oh you cannot do this you should not do that you can't go on so many holidays because you'd you'd if a guy cannot afford it then he might think he cannot afford your lifestyle and la 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 and those sort of things are just so annoying and i guess in my daily life okay i don't have any of those aunties in my life anymore actually i think that's how i've challenged it. i've just cancelled all of them and moved on and moved on yeah i remember someone said and this wasn't even an older person this was like a guy who is just a friend he's um nigerian he said you he said to me and my friend you guys go on holidays too much and you should try not to because you need to leave something for your husband or a man when you meet him and i'm like i'm gonna go on as many holidays as i want because i don't know if i'm gonna meet anyone and then i'll be 100 years old or whatever and then i wouldn't have gone on i wouldn't have gone to saint lucia or Maldives oh, yeah. just because i'm waiting for some guy to take me there uh, 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 uh. no mm -hmm. thanks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and for me is to add to that, um, Crystal is yes, I'm going on holiday, but guess what? I'm not staying at the Shangri-La. So if I end up with somebody, I'd like him to upgrade me to Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of um, interesting. Um, so I, I and I that it's actually quite cultural. I hadn't thought of it that way. I thought of it in the case of I, I always felt that even women who live in the UK who are extremely successful wouldn't they also have issues with men who weren't as successful? But I totally get what you mean by, I guess here, your self-worth is not part of your identity. Identity. Yeah. 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 And that makes a lot of sense to me. And I love how you put that, really. You know how they say London is a leveler. <laughs> it is. Because, man, no matter how rich you are, you're getting on that tube. <laughs> exactly. So guys, we've been talking about like misconceptions that deal with, um, that relate to single women. We're not going to leave married women out of this. I imagine there's an extra level of scrutiny on married women where they're suddenly expected to go from a single woman or a single person to Mrs. Somebody, a wife, a mother, and she, well, this married person will now be dealing with um, some sort of danger of her personal identity getting eroded and there's a barrage of unrealistic expectations on her and a few things I found that married women face is I'm um, like oh just before you get married or when you're preparing yourself for marriage is oh the best present you can give your husband is your virginity <laughs> puke 
depends on how <laughs> depends on how old you are though <laughs> if you're if you're 17 maybe i guess but well i guess okay no so this is i guess from my own perspective and my own point of view is i guess personally maybe i don't think virginity is a present and in 2020 i don't think well i guess it depends on your religious affiliation or your religious level and this idea that only the purest girl to get the best husbands which you know is not true women are shamed for having needs and being sexual then there's also the idea of once you get married you must have children immediately you must want children you're not a complete woman if you don't want or if you don't have children and those sort of things are just like seriously it's hard enough being somebody's wife then all of a sudden you're like you have to be somebody's mother right there and then. And if you ex express um, the kind of thoughts of not wanting children, then there's something wrong with you. Then even if you have children, then you have the stuff of, oh, you're not a real mother if you had a cesarean section over vaginal delivery. And there's so many things where you must have seen it on Instagram. That's an Instagram post I saw recently where a woman somebody had a baby and the conversation below was, oh, did she have a natural birth or um, a CS? And when it was a CS, they're like, a, yeah, sorry. Or the idea of you can't even have, you can't even love children if you don't have your own, which I think is just completely bonkers. So I guess... I mean, you guys, you've heard of all of all these outdated theories and all. What are your thoughts? Um, you know? So on, um, on women um, having C-sections and that, even women who take painkillers are like, why are you taking painkillers? And it's just like, why, if there's a way for me to have a child that is less painful, why would I go through... The painful route. I don't know. Is there a badge of honor that you wear for having your child, um, having your child, the, is there a right way to give birth to a child? It's just, it's just weird to me. I don't know. And people wear it like a badge of honor. Oh yeah. I, I had a natural birth with no yeah. painkillers. Yeah. Oh, she had a C-section. Nothing. It's nothing. But having a C-section, you're still in pain. And exactly, it's, it's yeah. just weird. It's just weird. I mean, I think so. So basically we're getting hit from both fronts. One, we need to be pure as the driven snow and butter wouldn't melt in our mouth and we've never had sex. And two, when we do, um, um, actually sort of remain pure and do all that is right. We still get punished that we didn't suffer enough. So basically this is all about women towing the line and being punished. That's what it sounds like to me. And, and, they, and to me, it should be outdated. All the ideas should be put in a bonfire, burnt. Because yeah, really, yeah. we're living in a modern world and anybody that comes out with those kind of things need to re-examine their own insecurities or whatever issues that's making them spout such nonsense. Yeah, but you find a lot of these stereotypes or misconceptions are seemingly perpetrated perpetrated by other women. By women yeah. Why? And it feels like, why are we our own worst enemies? For instance, the just as um, Crystal mentioned, the idea of having painkillers when you had a baby or not as in at the end of the day it shouldn't matter if you had painkillers or if you had a natural birth you have a baby and your baby is healthy you're healthy 
end of story. Yeah. And you know, even before we even talk about the, the baby, you know, this, the point you made about, you know, you have to want to have a baby that I feel like is one of the bigger, like on topics that we, we, you know, you're not allowed to say you don't want to have a baby, you know, even when your parents want to pray for you, you know, they talk about, you know, you will have triplets, you will have twins. <laughs> the idea yeah. that you might not even want to have a child is kind of like, a taboo you cannot say that because how yeah. dare you not want to have children yeah. what is wrong with you that you don't want to have kids and what is your purpose as a woman and i find exactly. that comes not only just from the older generation but even our peers will yeah. say it you know they will say but why wouldn't you want to of course you want to what do you mean you just mm -hmm. wait you will change your mind there's very this, this yeah. dismissive patronizing yeah. thing that comes when you are single and then you're married friends, we go, oh, don't worry. When you have, you will understand, you will realize like I'm a stupid person and I don't know how I yeah. feel about this yeah. after yeah. all this time. Yeah. That really gets my, that really bothers me uh, yeah. a lot. And I think it puts unnecessary pressure on women who may not want to be parents to go and have children just because they, they are yeah. told that they have to. Yeah. I'll put my hand up actually. I think I was maybe 25. I just there working. So I sat next to this amazing Costa Rican lady and she just got married. She was, I think, 40 or 41. And she got married that week. And I was like, oh, now you're going to have a baby. And she was like, oh, no, Rashida, I'm not having kids. And my mind, my little mind was blown. And I was like, why don't you want kids? Kids are amazing. You have to have kids. You have to have kids. And she's like, no, her and her husband did not want kids. And to be honest, for the first, for a long time, I just couldn't understand it. And like a silly fish that I was, I kept on asking her. It yeah. was years after we became closer friends. Then I had to apologize to her. I'm like, I'm sorry in my mind at the time was all I just knew was women, just meet a man you love, get married, and you must have kids. Yeah. It never crossed my fish mind at the time that women did not want to have kids or was an active choice in my mind women that did not have kids didn't, didn't do so because they couldn't not because they just chose not to so and i guess that's where all these stereotypes come from if you don't have kids you must you know maybe you're barren or you can't have kids why don't you want to have kids i mean it seems to be you're you're right maybe it is women perpetuating these kind of things and women. why do we do it because you're oh. hurting somebody else it's somebody else's life choices that you're making yeah. judgments on yeah I think it should involve yeah. a lot of unlearning because I had to unlearn that thing of women must have kids. And I guess, yeah. I don't think a man will be asking, oh, did you take painkillers during childbirth? No man would ask that. I think it's women. So I think we have a duty as women to unlearn all of these myths and misconceptions and just smash them. And, and cultural beliefs in a way too. Yeah. Cultural beliefs, yeah. Well, how yeah. do you tell your mom to stop asking um, if you're going to have kids or if you want kids. You don't. <laughs> you let's leave the mamas alone. <laughs> yeah, they don't we get it. love them anyway. <laughs> they, they don't get it and they will they never get it. get it. Yeah. We also need to listen to other people. So there's, a, there's certain people who will meet someone and the person says, I don't, I don't want to have children, a man or a woman. I've heard um, of a story where a guy said to a girl, I don't want to have children. And she married him and they had one kid and he was like, fine, I don't want to have children. And then they had a second child and he walked out and it was like, 
I mean, there are other things there. Like, if you don't want to have children, you might want to go and uh, get yourself. Go and get the snip. But at the same time, you have to respect people's opinions on what they want and what they don't want. Yeah, especially if they vocalized it. Yeah, listen, listen to what people say. Yeah, but I think that's so hard because most of us were deeply entrenched in our beliefs and thoughts and we just think our way is the right way and the only way. I feel like it's a hard thing for me to unlearn certain things, things I've just thought as normal. You have to force yourself out of your comfort zone to actually learn and grow and be a different yeah. person. But don't go and marry someone who says they don't want kids when you know. But he might kids. change. He doesn't know that he might. You, you can't. You can't assume that he's going to change. <laughs> he might change. And not as love me. If what he's told the... you something, yeah. believe that to be the case. Believe it. Yeah. The problem women have, we will change him later on. Yeah. Why? You don't want to be changed. You want to um, change the guy. Yeah, his mouth is saying something, but I know his heart because. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You will be shocked. <laughs> oh God! No means no. No means no. <laughs> no, I hear you, but I feel like you guys don't even understand. He loves me. I know he says he doesn't want to get married, but after we date for two years, he's going to realize he cannot lose. Okay. His amazing. Okay, that's just. I will leave you with that thought. <laughs> I think you got that from Emil Zambun's novel. novel. I think that's where you got it from. I no, think you got it from the mills and bones. I think he will change, actually, because I married him as a virgin. I presented <laughs> my virginity as a present on our wedding night. Okay. I told okay. him. Like, yeah. like all Mills and Boons novels, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like every single Mills and Boons novel. No, I, 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 I still think he'll change. No, actually. Okay. Women, I guess ah. we, all, we all have to learn that's what people say uh, people have different opinions and people always show you who they are but is it left for you to listen to them all right well pause on that thought and we'll go into our rapid fire <laughs> section so before i ask you the question I'm going to read something I saw online. So someone called Sarah Eckel wrote in a, in 2014, and I'll read exactly what she wrote. The single life isn't a prison sentence, nor is it a cocktail party. It's simply a life, a life with responsibilities, rewards, good days and bad days, successes and failures. You gain strength when you learn to listen to your own voice and live your life on your own terms. There's so much out there that tells single women that there's something wrong with them, but there's so much right with single women today. So a single, amazing, successful, wonderful, positive, and (laughs) all the positive adjectives women. Yeah. Just as Sarah said, there's so many things that they're telling us that is wrong with us. So I'm going to go in this order. Rebe, Keisha, Crystal. What misconceptions about your life are you constantly debunking? What are the things people are telling you that are wrong with you, but you're like, you know what, actually, my life is amazing? Well, for me, it's, it's the fact that at my age, I'm single and I, I am happy. You know, the idea that, because whenever somebody says, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing da-da-da-da, oh, by yourself? Yeah. And then you get this look of, 
a yeah oh I'm so sorry and I'm like I'm actually quite happy thank you very mm-hmm. much there's nothing wrong with my life it's very complete if you want to pray for something pray for yourself you know that is the one <laughs> it's a very ironic thing you know you just like just because I'm single does not mean I am miserable yeah 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 Keisha um, for me, it always goes back to the point that, um, you know, like mothers and people around you, um, just want you to get married because they think that being alone is just, it's just not acceptable. Um, and to me, I, I try not to think about it, but to me, they're literally negating my life and telling me that I am not enough. Um, and you know, when I go down that road, it can become quite hurtful. So I think what they should be focusing on is making sure that I am happy and I am doing stuff that makes me happy. And I think uh, trying to debunk that, I I find it so difficult because I'm just constantly just battling against the, you know, no, I'm fine. And I don't think I can debunk it. I think it's just one of those things that it is what I've had to live with. Yeah, Mm. I had to live with. It is what it is. Yeah. Crystal, over to you. Um, yeah. Um, can I can I do two? Is that okay? Well, let me think about it. Yes, you can. <laughs> so <laughs> the first one is obviously the single thing. Um, I'm single, I'm not dating at all right now, and I have never been happier and I have never had as much peace of mind as I do right now. Mm. And really? the misconceptions asking somebody why have you been why have you not called me what are you doing okay i'm so i'm so the, um, no i don't i don't miss that i don't miss the butterflies of the ups and downs of relay i'm just happy i'm so happy and yeah like that misconception that you you being married or being in a relationship makes you happier yeah i debunk that it's a big lie like you can be single and happy and yeah i know that in the future i might meet someone but that person must match this exact happiness for it to work and then the second and then the second one is that um if you don't have children you don't know what it's like to be a mother or you Mm. can't love children i have nieces i have I have, I have so many children in my life and I love them and I would literally kill for them. And I think that that's the exact same way I would feel about my own children. So I call them my heart babies because I, I, I think I must have read this somewhere. Babies do not have to come out um, from your body to be your own. You can have your heart babies and you can love them exactly the same. So I hate when people say, if you've never had children, you don't know what it feels like. I hate that. So that's a misconception that I'm debunking as well. So yeah, that's me. And you, Rashida? Well, I guess for me, it kind of resonates with what Ruby and Keisha have said. Is that idea of you're a single woman, therefore you're miserable. And every time I have to prove and prove over and over again that I'm actually not miserable. I'm having a good time. I'm going on holiday. I've got friends and all of those things. You have to keep talking about it. I'm fine. Really, I am fine. And as Ruby said, when they say you're single, they're like, oh, I'm sorry about that. You will meet somebody. Oh, the lockdown must be so hard on just you. Imagine if you had a partner. And I'm like, yeah, maybe my life would be, my life will be completely different if I had a partner to spend lockdown with. 
but doesn't mean I'm living a miserable or terrible life. I'm actually living a good and okay life. So you yeah. have that constant proving and reproving to everyone that you're okay. And God forbid me put up a less than happy WhatsApp status or Instagram post. You get a barrage of calls and texts from everyone. Oh, God. Oh, you're going to meet because somebody. In 2020, you're going to marry and have children. And you're Amen. Like, Amen. Hell no. So those are those things that you have to keep proving over and over and over and over again. Anyway, um, Rashida, one good thing that um, having a partner for lockdown would be good for is you'd have lots of sex because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> and if you're lucky, your partner cooks and cleans so you don't have to do any of the chores. <laughs> I'm getting swings and roundabouts, eh? They're the, they're the cloud in every... Uh... Um, there's a silver lining in every cloud. Every, I get it. That's what I think I'd need a partner for. Just well, can I just say, if it's about food, there's you can order takeaway. Yeah, if it's about cleaning, you can still get a cleaner to come to your house. So it's only the, and and as you guys keep telling well, that would me, cost me extra money. As in, <laughs> this is like there there are many things. Even even relationships, there are things that you, there are costs that you pay. They may not be financial. Yeah, like birthdays and mm. Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Oh, ah, well. I guess that wraps up this episode. It was amazing chatting with you ladies today. Yes, Thank yes. you. Thank you all for listening and see you next time. Bye, oh, don't, forget, don't forget to rate us on Apple Pod on Apple Podcast, please. That helps us get noticed just a little bit more. Thank you and see you next time. Next time. Yeah, what, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Talking Single podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To continue the conversation, be sure to follow us on Instagram with the handle at Single Talks Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Talking Single. We are downloadable on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and of course share with your family and friends. We'd also love to hear from you. So leave us your comments or questions and do remember to tag us in any posts with the hashtag single talks. Take care and see you next week. Same time, same place. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Now more than ever, we need to keep families safe, supplied, and connected in their homes. Each year, the Home Energy Assistance Program by Impact Community Action helps over 20,000 Franklin County families prevent energy service disruptions, restore disconnected services, and secure seasonal energy supplies. HEAP can help your family keep the lights on, the heat warm, and your home energy supplied. Visit impactca.org or call 866-747-1038 to make an appointment.